Hello. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hello. So is this another unedited episode or re-recorded? Yes. Yes. This is on un- no. not that it's unedited, it's just live. So that way oh, okay. anything that you say that's offensive will just be 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 it will on there. Forever. It's good. Yeah, it'll it'll live forever. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. I think it's always fun. How's everything going, Dennis? It's it's going. Tears out. Um, I was there's trying to big, get it to work couple, today. And there's a couple things that we have to celebrate today. We do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. Hope you're okay. hope you're ready. Eh, I don't know. You're next. I'm tired. Oh no. You're anxious. But hope, yeah, a little bit. But uh, the air conditioning dropped a degree, so I'm hoping that it can, if it continues to drop, then we'll be okay. Yeah. Good golly, good golly. I hope. Yeah. So the, um, I think we talked about it last week. The hacking is still a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, and, man. And my my company, uh, a lot of people are like asking, like, how much. Uh, the hackers want for like all of our systems and everything hey james it's probably like five bucks right in a in a yeah. bicycle giveaway no, or something it sounds somewhere around half a billion dollars is what they that's want. insanity my company wants it like has 500 million and they're like oh. yeah they're, they're a massive media company they must yeah. they're like no you'll have to take a pay cut so yeah, <laughs> so they're just—they're. Just I don't know if he had any more pay cut, he would be on po- the poverty line. I know, end. but that would be good because then I can get kidding. money from the government. Oh <laughs> boy! Uh, all of this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We didn't. We're all, we're all joking we didn't around. Say what, we didn't say what company I work for. Yeah. Um, but it is—it's a—it's a solid time. So yeah. So this is a. Uh, I don't want to call it a raw or unedited. I want to call it a real podcast because real. there's a lot of them. Uh, we don't edit. I think I've only actually had to make maybe four edits out of like the 92 episodes. And that's just when there's been some info of uh, people's stories and they're like, ah, can we do something about that? And then I like, or we had to re-record. Remember when we had Tanya on and we recorded the whole darn thing? And then it bopped off oh, and it to yeah. the whole story again. So the story that you heard was her second go around at it. And I don't know. I think, I think you know, uh, sometimes to get the butterflies out, obviously that's what the higher power wanted for that, you know? It worked out. She did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're not here to judge. I mean, it's no episode two, but outside of that. Well, I mean... It's all been downhill since then. Yeah, that's Dennis's episode. People are like, "Oh, wow, that was those little colds." That was a joke. Uh, I've mentioned it enough. I'm sure they all know by now. <laughs> well, let's jump in and then see how you guys are doing since this is a real episode. You ready? Yep. Yeah. Ah, we're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience 
on make use of the help that God puts around you in episode 92 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. That's Danny's quote. It is Danny's quote. And actually, I think it's the very first quote after it says Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in the traditional opening. Um, He says, make use of the help that God puts around you. And then Dennis jumps in and says, we are not a glum lot. We're not a glum lot. And T-Bird says, a promise is a promise. (laughs) I almost have it all memorized at this point. Um, But... Then you, then you should just do the opening on these raw episodes and like just you by yourself oh, and change and then, your voices. And then FDR goes, where's nothing to fear but fear itself. Fear itself. And then Little Orphan Annie says, you're never fully dressed without a smile. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that really in there? is that really in there? No, yeah. I don't know, because you have some quotes from some television shows. Oh, I guess that's all the Thursdays. But... That's, that's, yeah, that's that's the Thursday, and then we, we jump in. Um, I, I think we need to add little Orphan Annie. Yeah. I mean, she, was she, do you think she was an alcoholic? Annie? No. No? The, the, the lady that ran the orphanage? Definitely. Harrigan? Is that what her name is? Harrington? Yeah, it's Harrigan, yeah. Harrigan. Oh, my Hannigan. God. It was Hannigan. She was, she was straight up drinking gin out of a bathtub. That's how you know that you're right. a real alcoholic. Bathtub yeah. gin. <laughs> Everybody I mean, knows if you got one of those claw tubs and you don't have a claw bottle, I probably would have done it too. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, isn't that the perfect spot to hide alcohol? That and at the top of a toilet, because then it keeps it chilled, you know? Yeah. Be like, honey, have you been drinking again? No, I've just been taking a bath. <laughs> yeah, as you, you got your dirty old skin, right? <laughs> just nasty. Uh, well, uh, why, don't, why don't we start with Dennis? Because Dennis celebrated a life of moments this last seven days with a birthday. Yeah, I did. I had a birthday. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm now officially old. Do you, do you feel old? I saw you, uh, saw you Sunday oh, for like three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I already take naps. I already go to bed early. I already wake up before the sun wakes up. So I guess I am officially, been officially old for a while. Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah, good. I'm just watching the, looking at my HOA person. I think they're, I think the whole building's out. That's, never mind. sorry. Um, feels good. I'm alive and that's good. So like, you know, I didn't do anything for my birthday. I took my dad to the airport on my birthday. He's going to the UK for two months. Really? And yeah, for two whole months. I didn't know he was, I thought he was going for like a week and then the day before he was like, so yeah, I'm going for two months. And I'm like, what? That's okay. a heck of a vacation going there alone, huh? Well, he's he's going for work. It's not I know. much vacation. I'll be working. The whole I would time. really be worried about he and your mother if he was just like, I'm taking a vacation alone for two months. Oh yeah, well, no. So he's going, they're, they're going to the U. Yeah, and then that night, like I saw some of our friends and my sponsor that morning, and they were all like, like Kevin, our friend who's been on here before and my sponsor were like, what do you want to do tonight? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I want to stay home. And uh, so they kind of like gave me shit about that. 
and then uh, I ended up I did end up staying home. I got some good food from my, with my mom and ate way too much, and then watched some movies and went to bed early. It was a great day. Wow. Wait, what movie? Oh, I don't remember. They all Pro- probably like uh, Picture Perfect with Jennifer Aniston. No, I think I was watching Lupin, which is Lupin. a French Lupin. It's a French um, show on uh, on oh, Netflix. Yeah. I think you talked about that before. Still going good. It's pretty good. Finished the season two. You know what? I did see a great movie yesterday that I, I definitely have to mention. And I know this isn't a movie podcast, well, but kinda. the 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 Aeronauts on on uh, Amazon Prime starring Eddie starring Eddie Redman and uh, Felicity Jones it is amazing like adventure movie about like them going breaking the height record in a balloon in like the 1800s but it's such a good movie how long is it I feel like movies uh, movies are getting longer nowadays because they're trying to compete with the streaming like TV shows no, this one was a decent one. It was under two hours. Okay. Yeah. It was good. I think it's, I saw a meme that was hilarious because everybody streams shows and they'll watch, you know, they'll watch like two or three of them and it's something like three hours. And the same generation of people that are like, ah, oh, I don't want to watch a movie. It's too long. And it's like, but you end up watching like four shows when you binge, binge it. And that ends up being like the time of two movies. So yeah. people are more invested and in, I think the character development in the movie uh, unless it is like two and a half three hours you're not going to even be able to you know yeah. touch what but, they yeah. do and I think there's that illusion of commitment to where like if I'm only as, like if I sit down to watch a show it's like okay I'm only going to watch an hour show or 22 minutes of a show and then I'll be done but then the shows these days are so good about hooking you with the cliffhangers at the end that you have to see what's next so the next thing you know you're you're watching the next episode and the next and the next where the movie that that cliffhanger isn't until like the beginning of act three Mm. you finish watching the rest of it kind of yeah that's nice. Well, happy birthday. I'm glad that I got to see you even for a minute. We had plans to, to meet up the three of us, three best friends that anybody could have. Um, and my daughter at the splash pad. And then uh, there was a different type of splashing that came in when big clouds. As soon as James pulled up in his new scooter that he was talking about last week, I think it followed you, James. Maybe. I got home just in time. Was it was it literally when you pulled in the driveway when I when I walked to my car and put the stroller in it started downpouring and I'm yeah, like I didn't get no way I got sprinkles all the way home but then the downpour came as soon as I got to the garage okay and uh, yeah. it's been raining ever since then <laughs> yeah it rained all day yesterday it was so nice I mean we're kind of like a month behind like here in Florida usually that rain season where it will rain like twice in the afternoon or something like downpour um because i first moved here the first week of may five years ago and i feel like it was the next week after i got here that that started and now we're at the middle of june and i feel like just within the last week that's kicked in yeah and it it's true but we we also had cool weather all the way into like may you know normally we're 
super hot like all day long from like March, you know? It's got to be the pandemic. I don't know what it is. I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah, that's true. How's everything going, James? Everything's good. Happy birthday, Dennis. May the 40th be with you. Har, 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 har. I got to say, Thank you. I hope this recording turns out. You're very, very soft-spoken, Mike, and Dennis is, like, really loud. Yeah, he's oh, really kind of getting on my nerves, to be honest with you. Oh, that's, that's nothing new. Y'all both sound normal to me. I'll just, I'll just be louder. <laughs> I'll just stop talking. You sound happy. <laughs> no, uh, no, everything's um, going good. I was able to um, secure um, uh, a trip to Epcot um, on June 28th. It's a Monday, and you both can go. It's it's in the bag, so it's set. And if either one of you can't go, I'm still going to go. So let me know if you can go. June 28th. It's a Monday. I know um, you're working, but uh, if things are better by then. But that's good news because I was able to finally get reservations after like four months. Now, now is it because they didn't allow it or everybody like, uh, like took the days and they were booked up? Um, I th- I'm pretty sure that they're allowing more people in, so... Yeah. Um, but cast, mem- cast member tickets and stuff were blacked out, so we were blacked out for all of these months. Gotcha. Yeah, and I did see a lot of the uh, restrictions were lifted. I know there is still a capacity that's under what it used to be for Disney. Universal is full capacity, and within Disney, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a face mask. And also, uh, fireworks are back up or soon will be back up. Is that right? Um, don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, 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 so I think they're quickly getting everything back to normal yeah. as possible. By like July, they'll have everything back to normal. Nice. Pretty sweet. Yeah. What'd you do this week, Mike? Um, let me see. So this, this month I thought was going to be just a a little tough with my work stuff. It made it just a little more challenging, but I think it's good. Like I look at it as, uh, I was stressed out because this is the last month. Um, as I, I got divorced or separated in July last year. So it's been a full year almost. And this is these are the last couple holidays with my daughter's birthday coming up in two weeks and Father's Day uh, being this weekend. These are the last two holidays before I got divorced and separated that I um, will be celebrating it differently than last year. So I was a little like hesitant. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And as soon as I was focused on that, then God gave me something else to be focused on with like a change in hours and change in, you know, uh, potentially the sounding of this podcast moving forward. I should be able to strip out the intro, but some of the music and it really bums me out might have to be changed, but change isn't always a bad thing, right? I just, I always want things to be the same. I don't think I'm the only person that feels that way. Um, Let's just quit the podcast without the music we have. See, that's the spirit. I, I, I'm kind of getting sick of you being all chipper, Dennis. We want you to, 
you know, really have that perspective. The podcast. Okay. Not, I'm just, he's, I'm just joking. He's you, not you, glum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah. I, so I'm grateful that there were other things that I have in front of me now. So that way I don't have to, uh, you know, there's a couple days where at least half of the day I had like a pity party. Like, I don't even know, you know, what I'm going to do. And it's, I was, I was sad about it and I don't know why. I guess it's just like one of those things. As soon as these are done, then the next year at the time, like Labor Day, Christmas, my birthday, it'll be oh I, well, I did it last year differently so it'll be that'll be the the new normal type thing um so i'm glad that other things were put in front of me and we started i don't know what it was when was the first time that we grabbed um some topics that were part of our open maybe four months ago i don't remember <laughs> you know, something something like that um, I know we did our three, right? I believe so. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did wear nine glum lot, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, kind of, because of the perspective that I had of um, me trying to get out of my head, in that this month was tough, make use of the God, uh, the help that God puts around you, even though I could totally see my day being different and me being in in traffic to work and from work now because believe it or not getting into work at 9 a.m there's so much traffic as opposed to if you don't have to get in until the middle of the day you know and then yeah. driving home at 4 p.m it takes me like two hours round trip to pick up my daughter from daycare and get home which is like to me it's ridiculous but it's just what I have to do today it allows me also to listen to a lot more positive message through podcasts and to catch up with friends that I haven't caught up with in a while because I'm just stuck in my car um, so that is help that God has has done for me so it's kind of like one of the promises you know uh, and not what is it not intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us but it's like close to that you know so I was curious what your guys uh, maybe some things in your life that you look at it as being helped because of what God's just put in front of you. Is there, is there anything that stands out, James? Uh, well, yeah, there's, when I think of the help that God, God's put around us, the first thing I think of is, you know, the fellowship of AA. You know, he for me he got me into the rooms pretty early 24 and um 23 or 24 i can't even remember but it was um at that time where you know i got a taste of aa and that was definitely um you know god pointing me in the right direction i don't even know what led me here but i knew that i had a problem and you could say that i did not make use of the program, um, the people who spoke life over me, who were just very kind from the very beginning. Like I, I saw the goodness in AA, but you know, my mind and my body was not ready to stop drinking. 
and uh, it would be a long time before I would finally surrender. And um, today, I, I definitely make use of the, the fellowship. Um, I, I show up at meetings every day, and um, <coughs> my sponsor is there for me. I always pick his brain about you know what I should do or get his advice. I'm not always taking it, but um, the fellowship to me is definitely such a invaluable tool because everyone in the fellowship you know when they're on the right path of this program they're trying to get closer to God to me God speaks through all the different people in the fellowship when I'm out in the world at work um, you know it's a lot of me 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 people are selfish uh, they're pointing the finger they're blaming you know, you see that a lot because people, they don't know, you know, they, they don't know that there's a better way. So I think that by be- becoming an alcoholic, I was able to give an, I was able to get a key to a better life. And um, through the fellowship, you know, I definitely make use of that on a daily basis. Um, so that'd be a, a good help that I found the fellowship nice what about you Dennis um first like just like James the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that topic was you know the people the relationships and the fellowships of that are around us you know like you come into the rooms or at least I came into the room like very isolated very alone very feeling alone of like having to take on all my problems by myself without the ability or even the know-how on how to do that and then i come into the rooms and then all of a sudden over a relatively short period of time i'm surrounded by people who know a lot more than me and and want to help me and like teach me things and and stuff like that and it's like invaluable and like i'm i'm a firm believer that like God directed me into AA you know like God out of my prayers of desperation and my misery and stuff like that like he set up a series of events that ultimately shuffled me into the rooms and so I I think like all the people that have come into my life since then have been there to like help me you know, and for me to help them as well, for us to help each other, you know, and I think that's what a lot of this is about. Um, But then also, like, the second thing that comes in is, like, the tools that we learn, you know, like, if God ushered me into AA to get better and to help myself and to help other people, then the stuff that I learn in AA are also a gift from God, and, you know, like, the tools, the, the tools of the steps and and the principles and all of that that we learn and I think that like it's really easy for me to like be going through something and then forget all of the stuff that I've learned you know what I'm saying because now I'm just miserable and dealing with this shit again is so, there a tool that works like that you use more than any other outside of fellowship like uh like you're talking about is there I mean I that's your I would think like I would think like uh, surrender 
like we like step three is like a big one to me because I have to constantly like let go and let God do what he's going to do rather than me trying to do it all. And then also like step four is really good for me, especially like processing through fear. You know, it's like, okay, what am I scared of? How does this affect me? Blah, blah, blah. And then resentments as well. You know, I think that's a very powerful tool. And then also service, which service the, and on the surface level might not look like it's a, it's a tool that necessarily helps me get out of my problems, but it really is when I like, you know, show up to the meeting every day and set up, or if I help someone else or whatever, it helps me way more than I realize and stuff. So that's one that I try to keep up with. Mm -hmm. I always find as far as the tools, because really, yes, God is something that look, I'll turn to God. But if we're talking about things that, uh, you know, God has helped you with, he's helped you with everything. But the the reminder that because I project like nobody's business and I can tell you what I think is going to happen the next week, the next month. Um, And it's, it's really, it's never good. (laughs) It's never like, Oh yeah, that's going to go really well. Um, And even if, you know, I'm told for instance, at work, I was told, Hey, we're grooming you for this new position. We don't know when it's going to be, but that it's going to be. And I'm like, Oh, that's great but I don't even sit in it, right? So they tell me that good news. And then I go, you know what though? It's never going to happen. Something's going to come up. And then I like, in my head, I, I sabotage it. And I start having resentments that it's not now, or they won't tell me a time. And I need to stay in the day. And that's what I use every single day to know that I am a, uh, you know, I think uh, Mark told his story and he said that I, I remember uh, I'm paraphrasing the line in his story and you can go back and uh, and listen to it. it was Mark B that told this story about how a buddy of his said, man, you must work at MGM because you should get a job there because you're one heck of a projectionist. You know? <laughs> and and that was totally me. I could totally relate to that. So I have to stay in the day. And then something that I've turned to lately is if I have a bad day, right? And I know that I feel like stuff's terrible, that at the bare, bare minimum, uh, have I stayed away from a drink or a drug today? Slash, have I talked to another alcoholic today and asked them how they're doing? Um, And there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not able to do that, you know, to at least reach out via text or voicemail and try to connect. Cause if it's just all about me, 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 and I'm staying in the day, it's not, it's not going to turn out good. So every single day that is help that I get from God, uh, more than anything else, anything that stands out for you, James, as far as the tool that God presented to you outside um, of fellowship yeah well i mean i would go right into like the program of aa through um you know really going through my life and getting rid of all the baggage through the steps and coming out you know with a newfound trust in my higher power um 
it's it's really remarkable today um, to have the ability to see my character defects come up and and really be able to own them right then and there and and apologize if I was a jerk or you know try to do corrective actions right away um, before you know I would just be all about myself um, I would just say things that came up immediately like react to situations and and stew in my own thoughts and self-pity and you know today it, it's it's really light living you know I don't I don't have a lot of heavy in my life if that makes sense you know I, I've gone almost three months without seeing my boys um, due to circumstances but um, you know I just I, I text them and, and play games with them and it sucks not being in their life all the time but at the same time I'm not burdened by guilt or grief because I know that they're they're okay and and this life that we we're living in it goes on and I'm still there for them in, in other ways even if I'm not there for them physically so um the older James would have uh, you know beat myself up like oh I'm just a horrible father I'm not there for them but today I'm there for them in many ways um, because when I was there with them I was I was drinking a lot and you know I wasn't the best kind of father I could be so um, you know it's it's very it's light living today I can I can go through the day and really be filled with joy and when um, resentment or fear or those character defects uh, crop up, which they will, and they do, um, I can put them at bay, bay quite quickly with the help of God. And that's definitely the best tool that I've found. Um, and just, you know, leading with love. I've said it before. Good stuff. Awesome. Dennis, is there any, you're, you're usually good at follow-up questions. Is there anything that uh, you want to hit on in this topic um, to add in? Or James, if you have anything? That's pretty much what I um, I was thinking as far as the, the main things that we use that maybe people don't think of, especially if they have a different perspective. Because the three of us all have our own relationship with God. And that's kind of the, that's the cool thing about the program is that I still haven't even been in a room where... A sponsor or an elder. What, what are you calling James? Elder statesman. I like that. Yes. Like, old timers. <laughs> old, old timer. Yeah. Uh, you know. And now, now that you guys are in your forties, are you old timers? You know? Oh, no, we don't have forty years of sobriety. Is that what it is? You have to have forty before. Uh, I don't know what if there's a technical thing, but like James, you're pretty definitely technical. more than four. How many years do you actually have to put in? That's a good question. I don't have an answer to that. Because, I mean, I, mean, like, I, I think I think we you got to have at least 30 years before you're considered like an old timer, right? Really? I, think, I don't know. 25? I don't know. I only have four, so I'm... How about this? Does it matter about the quality? Or say that you were around for the first five, then you weren't, and then you came back, but you didn't drink during that time. Are you still... I have a friend who did that. He started his career. He still lived his life completely sober. 
contributing member of society um, and had a family. And then he came back in when he had 20 years. And there are people that poo-poo that. You know, I'm not here to judge. So I think that that's probably not what the program would say is a good thing of people having those judgments, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely some people I know that have 30 or 40 years and I don't look at them as like an elder statesman, like in a sense that I wouldn't go to them for wisdom or whatever because they don't necessarily have what I want. And then there's others that like, you know, do work a program that is solid and I tend to gravitate to those old timers. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I I did want to mention that I, that came into my head whenever y'all were sharing was uh you know that old story of the guy out in the ocean drowning right and he's Moby like Dick. sure that one um but he's drowning right and he's like praying to god god please help me please help me and a little boat comes by like a little tugboat or something and he's like hey come on board or whatever he's like oh no 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 god's got me don't worry and then he shares he he sails off and then like another bigger boat comes by and it's like no 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 god's got me i i don't need your help blah 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 and then a helicopter comes by and he's like no no god's got me i don't i i don't need your help and then uh he ends up drowning and dying and he gets up to the pearly gates in front of god and he's like god why didn't you save me i was drowning i was praying for you to save me and he's like, dude, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. Like, why didn't you take it? You know what I'm saying? And I think it's in in recovery and in life in general, we can get that that arrogance of that we know how God's gonna help us or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're like we're in trouble and we're praying or whatever. And I believe that you know that he does like someone is like hearing our prayers, right, and answering them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it comes in ways that we don't expect, you know, and I think it's it's really arrogant for us to be like, oh, no, you know, I don't need your help. I need God's help when God helps us through other people, I believe, mm. and other things, you know, I think we went through a whole year and a half of, of really bad stuff where everyone's praying for help and stuff. And then, like, you know, people are out there like, oh, well, if you don't want to this to happen do this and everyone's like oh no no i can't do that that infringes on my freedom or whatever and it's like well then you get sick <laughs> like come on you know and i think that happens again and again in, in my life of, of the sense of like you know i i want help but i don't want to do that and mm-hmm. i gotta remember that like sometimes i gotta do that because that's the help that's being handed to me that's the that's what God's sending in my life to help me. Well, it's it's interesting perspective too. So Mm -hmm. as far as the two boats and a helicopter story that you told, a lot of people, I mean, you can relate that to unless, and I'm sure there are people that have uh, different bottoms. Somebody might have just had one terrible night of drinking, right? Got in their car, had a DUI, and that DUI was enough to where they didn't need to turn down the second boat or helicopter and they came yeah. in. I had many, many boats, many, many helicopters and I didn't at all take it. You know, yeah. I, I had the, you know, probably not first boat, but 
um, when I got my DUI. And I said to myself, after I got an attorney and it was taken to deferred judgment, so it just looks like suspension, um, I had so many friends that had many DUIs. And I said, well, I don't have many DUIs, so I'm okay. And I kept drinking and I kept doing all these things. And, um, you know, another boat, in my opinion, was my boss who hired me at the time in Burlington, Vermont, that was in the program and had, when she hired me 10 years, um, she would many a times be like, hey, you know, every weekend, every Friday, when she was my boss, she would say, you know, take it, take it easy this weekend. Please be safe. You know, if, if you drink and you need a ride, call me. And I never did. And it wasn't until doing the math. It was like four years later that I, when I needed uh, help, she was who I turned to. But there were so many times that I could have got myself out of a jam um, and not had that happen. Uh, I mean, that was help that I just didn't take. You know, I didn't make use of the help that God was around uh, until I hit my bottom and it was, um, it was enough, you know? So it's funny to look back and having a different perspective, you know? So instead of saying like, oh, I really dodged a bullet there. It's that I, I didn't, I didn't take the help. You know, I wasn't ready at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else to add, James, before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, I think I covered everything. Um, the only other thing I would say is, um, for me, like when people say things to me that, um, like when I was, uh, we were at the morning meetings, um, uh, our friend Mark, Mark B., said you should really check out this church a different mark yeah it's oh, mark the one that told this story yeah yeah okay i didn't know there was two and um he's like this pastor's really good and by i was like okay i'll check it out and by doing that you know i, I was following the leads of a friend and and i really enjoyed the church and through that i met just a slew of I started going to a Bible study every Tuesday morning at six, and I just got so involved in, in the Word and the Bible, and it just it opened my eyes like so much more than it was. Talk about you know following the voice of God, and and, and through that over the four years, like I just I it's it's wonderful. I I'm completely changed. Like AA is wonderful, and having all this this wonderful faith-based friends that aren't in the program is good too and it's it's just nice to have like a bunch of believers on the same page it's really cool to talk to them and most of them everyone that i gravitate to it's just like aa you know in, in religion christianity you're gonna have some pretty far off people that you want no business dealing with but you're gonna have a lot of really good people who really know the, the word of God and what it's like to truly be loved and what Jesus talked about. And and I hang around those kind of people, you know. I hang around the winners, as we say in AA. So it's it's just like anything, you know. It's it's good stuff, man. Yeah, I originally thought that they when they said stick with the 
with the wieners. I had a friend who was German, and I thought he meant near the hot dog stand outside of the meeting. And I'm like, oh. why do we have to just stand near the wiener stand? And he said, no. You, you go to a meeting with a hot dog stand? Huh? Yeah, one of the first ones. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. That, that's pretty. Because cool. when then the guy wasn't looking, you could just steal him. Oh and no, that's not that's not working a program. This make use of the the help that God puts around you. If the guy's not looking, you God that's God taking his attention away. You gotta keep your eye on the prize, and the prize is a hot dog. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> that's not very honest. And, it's uh, very old, old behavior. Progress, not perfection, Dennis. Sounds like you're judging me. <laughs> I'm not judging you. I'm just as a friend. I'm worried many, about the well-being. How many people listening right now actually believe that story? <laughs> me. Six people? You think there's six out there? I, I believe that it actually did happen. It, it I think you're trying to deflect now and pretend like, oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> Unless. We, this isn't the deflectors podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Deflector's character. <laughs> well, uh, th- thanks for always joining me and uh, kind of rolling with the punches as we have another real episode. Uh, I promise we are working on uh, on the issues, but I think uh, carrying the message has definitely helped me. And I thank you, uh, James and Dennis, always for uh, for putting up with me another day. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 93. We're the deflective characters. <laughs> uh, entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, if you don't have a higher power, G-O-D can stand for group of defectives. And we'll see you next time. Ooh, you changed it up. Woohoo! I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs>